0: Since the coronavirus started in 2020, I have seen more television news than I usually see. What I will do is usually I record the broadcast and fast forward through it because there's not a lot of it that I want to know. But I'm interested in a few things. I'm interested mostly in businesses reopening and I fast-forward and look at that part of the news sometimes. Sometimes I will look at the captions on the news to see what's happened, but mostly I don't want to fill my heart with evil. I don't want to fill my heart with controversy. I don't want to be against one political party and for the other. I keep myself non-political. I'm not a member of either party, and I do not vote. There's nothing in the Bible that tells me that I have to vote. There is a passage of Scripture in the Bible that tells us to pray for our kings in order that we could live in peace. And there are many times that I will pray for the President of the United States or for a leader, but mostly so that we won't have unnecessary things happen to us. But I am very non-political. I am not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I just am nothing. It's sort of like I'm traveling in France, and I just observed. Often their language is almost like a foreign language to me because I I don't even know what they're talking about some of the times and don't want to know. I want to know things of God. I want to know the things that are said in the Bible and I want to reconstruct my life by specific scriptures as they are called to my attention by the Holy Spirit. That's what I do. A few days ago I was watching one of my recorded newscasts and I began to notice something. It was like the... News announcers were dead men. I looked at them, they were stone-faced. They, it looked like there was nothing inside them, that they were dead. I know that so often they are political and they are trying to turn you one way or another for or against a certain party. And that they say things to do that. And I thought about this scripture that every word that man shall speak, he shall give account in the day of judgment. And how they are going to be accountable for every one of these words that are spoken. For Paul says we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that we may receive for that which we have done in our bodies. That scripture is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I believe. It is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. Wherefore we labor, says Paul, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him, of God. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad. Therefore knowing the terror of the Lord we persuade men. In Proverbs 4.23 we read keep Thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. In other words, we have to be careful what we hear and what we allow to go down into our heart. Sometimes I will hear things spoken on television, whether it be newscast or a play, just a regular movie that are contrary to the Word of God. For example, they might say something like, well, we all die, but that's not what the Word of God says. 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4 show us that some will not die before Jesus returns. So not everyone is going to die. I don't want the falseness of those sayings to go into my heart. I don't want any falseness that I can keep out of my heart. I want to uproot it by the word of God for the word of God is truth. It says Jesus is truth. Jesus is the word. The word of God is truth. So you have to guard your heart. Be very careful about the things that you hear men say for they often say it as if it's absolute truth when I know it's not, because if you know the Bible, you know the truth. But that seed can go down into your heart and bear fruit unless you uproot it. Often I will say to the television set, that's not true. Sometimes I will just quote the verse of Scripture that is contrary to the word that they have spoken. Sometimes I will go to the Bible And look at that scripture and let it go deeper into me. Always scripture goes deep into us when we do it. So that's another way to handle scripture. One time I was reading the Bible and I began meditating on Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying. Edifying means building up the church, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Now you can build up the church with something that sounds negative. You can build up the church by telling the truth about some wrongdoer and warning them. Paul did that. Paul once said, Alexander Alexander the coppersmith, did me much harm, beware of him, for he greatly withstood our words. So you could be warning the church. Now that's not doing evil, that's doing good. It builds up the church. But I was thinking on that, let no corrupt communication. You don't want to let these biases and sayings of men and prejudices go down into your heart because they will come out of your mouth. And remember that that which comes out of our mouth, we're going to be judged for that. If it fits the word of God, we'll receive reward. If it does not fit the word of God, we will suffer loss at the the judgment seat of Christ. So we do that which is good to the use of edifying the church. Shortly after I had been thinking on this scripture for a day or two, I was across the street from my house visiting with my neighbors. It was a year of a political election in the United States and I am rarely interested even in who runs but that year I had a little interest in it and I wanted to say and what do you think about the election? But because I had been meditating in this scripture I'm sure I was stopped by the Holy Spirit from saying that to my neighbors. Would that build them up in the ways of God? Absolutely not. It would just start the fires of hell. It would loose the fires of hell. But, oh, it was a strong urging to say that. I wanted so badly to say it. And I'm not even political. I kept sitting there praying God, please don't let me say that. Finally, I got up and left their house and went home. I did not say what I wanted to say. You don't want to lose hell. You don't want to say something that will tempt a person the wrong way. Jesus says in Matthew 12, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Whatever we let go into our heart will at some point come out our mouth. It can be evil or it can be good. But it is up to us to deal with it. If it is evil and you want to uproot it, you start with prayer. God, help me to uproot this. Help me to see a way to uproot this. Often there will be a scripture that if you think on that scripture long enough, you'll revise the things that's in your heart. But if it's good that you put in your heart, by reading the Bible, hearing the Word of God, uh, doing the Word of God, that's going to at some point come out your mouth. But if it's a television newscast and some spicy thing, enticing thing that you've heard men say, that will come out of your mouth. Whatever you put in your heart will come out your mouth, whether it's good or whether it's evil. Jesus says in verse 35, A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. In other words, the word of God is a treasure to him. He has stored it up in his heart by thinking on the word of God. At some point, that's going to come out of his mouth. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, says Jesus, that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy, wor- thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. I've heard people say things that they have heard someone else say. They don't think they'll be judged by that, but they will. And they try to say, well, now this is what so and so said, and they don't think they'll be judged. But if it is evil and wrong, they will be judged. Even if someone else said it and they're repeating it. So you have to be careful about that. Actually, if someone said something and it was wrong, you should be judging it immediately from the standpoint of uprooting it from your heart that it doesn't go down into your heart. And that goes with wisdom of men, too. There's a woman I know who just loved her own wisdom. If any subject came up, she would pause briefly, and you could tell she was figuring it out. And then she'd say, oh, well, the answer to that is such and such, or what to do is such and such. But I knew her wisdom was not coming from God she would make up her own wisdom by her own thinking, or it was something someone her parents had taught her or she'd heard in the past, but it wasn't from God, and I knew it. Sometimes we would be going to dinner, and she would be driving, and all of a sudden she'd start saying all of these platitudes, and I would just sit there and stare at her. And sometimes after she finished talking and sharing all her wisdom... She would just look at me and say, Well, I could be wrong. (laughs) And I would just inwardly laugh. That happened over and over. Sometimes I would confront her and say, Well, that's not according to the Bible. And I would tell her what the truth was according to the Bible. But I don't just let it go down into me usually. I, I try not to. James 1, 26. If any man among you seem to be religious... And bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain, empty, worthless. We have to bridle our tongue. Sometimes we have to speak and let them be offended. But often we we just have to stop because you don't want to just say something that has the power to hurt another person unless it's something that has the power to turn them to God. And if it has the power to turn them to God, if they repent, you still suffer persecution for saying it, because later you'll think, I shouldn't have said that. But that's all right if it has the power of God to turn them to God, and you're sure it does. But none of us really who belong to God want to hurt another person. We don't want to say something that does harm. So we have to bridle our tongue. Sometimes people are boastful and saying uh, vain things about their church, like, oh, how wonderful it was, and, and puffed up and pompous. And we just sometimes have to say, God, please don't let me say that, that I want to say in response to them. And sometimes we have to respond to them. I've seen it go both ways. But bridling your tongue is a sign also to us that we are under the control of God for to bridle our tongue I'm pretty sure we have to turn to God and say please don't let me say that I mean I do I have to depend on God to stop me and there's never been a time that I've prayed that never once but what God stopped me every time I've said please don't let me say that after I've left I have realized I didn't say that I was stopped it's just like it vanishes from your mind sometimes. Other times you have to basically do what Job said, I'll put my hand over my mouth. And sometimes you just have to flee to keep yourself under control. You will find these scriptures printed on our blog. If you will go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations, on the right-hand side of the page you'll see Podcast. Click on that. Pull up the podcast entitled, Every Idle Word That Man Shall Speak, Shall Man Give Account in the Day of Judgment. You will see all the scriptures printed out. So you can think on these scriptures. We have to think on the scriptures in order to actually do the scriptures. And every time we do the scripture, we are recreated again in the image of Christ The Word. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.